0: been talking about this is when your body isn't right. And when I say it isn't right, um, you know when it's not right, don't you? You know when there's, whether it's thoughts, uh, feelings, emotions, anger, um, you know, and and sometimes it's clear from somebody else is like, hey, you're, you haven't been yourself lately, but when it's our body and it's very clear that something's happening to us, whether it's physically, physically mentally, whatever that may be, emotionally, your body is, is an alarm system and it's telling you something, okay? It's letting you know that something's not right. And I, I use the analogy of, you know, oftentimes uh, when uh, an alarm goes off uh, in, in my house, uh, I, I try to figure out how to just turn the stinking thing off. Um, and which, you know, I'm like, okay, I, I first check and go, there's not a fire, but then it's like, all right, the battery's low. I got to turn the stinking thing off. Um, the danger that I, uh, that I see in our lives and how we operate when it comes to our body and our mental health is there's a lot of warning signs. There's alarms going off. And our mindset is how do I just turn off the alarm versus how do I actually identify the fire? Uh, how do I actually identify what's causing my body to tell me that something's off? And so I think that's one of the first things that that we need to do is is we need to learn how to pay attention to what our body's telling us and to not ignore it. Um, and for some of you, it's, it's it's specific friends that love you. Maybe it's a family member that's known you for a long time, and, and they're speaking into your life, and they're concerned about you. And you're just at this stage in life, you guys, where... Um, you're, you're kind of at your, your peak in a lot of ways, like physically in that. So there's this mentality of, I'm good. I got this. And whatever it is, I'll figure it out and work through it. Uh, but there's a lot of times that doesn't work uh, in us. And, and we see, statistically speaking, that that's not working. Um, and so when we think about, for some of you, it's, it's depression. And you have just battled depression. Um, or maybe depression has just kind of caught you off guard and all of a sudden it's there. Uh, maybe it's just anxiety. You know, the last two years, my goodness, have have we seen so many people struggle with anxiety? Uh, and and for some, it it was never a struggle before, and all of a sudden it's just it's owning them. Um, y- you know, I, I brought up anger. Uh, there is a lot of angry people. Amen? Amen, Amen means you agree. Just agree, okay? <laughs> but there are a lot of angry people. and 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 that's clear. I mean, you look at the headlines, The people driving, I mean, when I drove here tonight, I almost became a psycho, Uh, you know. And for those of you that rode in the van to the retreat, you're like, yeah, you are. Um, And I do. I apologize. I legitimately apologize for that, okay? So I forgive you. You can forgive me, I hope. Uh, You're like, I'll never forgive you for that. I'll never forgive you. (laughs) You're lucky I still come here. Um, Anyway grace so uh but anyway i was on the receiving end you know I, w- I literally was like are you trying to hit me you know and but people are angry the costco parking lot has turned into war zones uh i mean it's stupid and with the gas prices as high as they are people are fighting over position to get gas like we're not gonna get it we're already in line we're gonna get it you know um but it's like man people are just angry uh and they're losing their minds at each other and you're not just seeing this in like driving, you're seeing this in friendships, you guys, some of you are dealing, uh, you, I mean, some of you aren't talking to certain people who you were really close with, uh, there's anger in your family that you're seeing uh, when it when it's just comes to navigating the last couple of years, uh, you guys are looking at things differently, and all of a sudden, just boom, uh, it hits. And, and you guys, when we talk about anger, uh, the thing that always surprises us, but, but it shouldn't, is you get the most angry at the people who know you the most. Right? The people that you're closest with are the people that make you the most angry. And, and that's something that's always kind of surprising, but I think you need to be prepared for that. But uh, our anger, uh, for some of us, it's, it's communicating something, and we found ourselves in this place. For some of us, it's an, it's an addiction. Addictions statistically have just gone through the roof. Um, and, and so for some of us, it's the realization that I'm doing something, and it's not healthy, and I can't stop. You know, and and one of the easiest ways to identify that is, could you not do it for thirty days? And there's a lot of things that that I know that for some of us we go, man, I, I don't know. And and so you know, there's addictions in that that are that we're dealing with that we're struggling with substance abuse. Um, and and for some of us it's just this loss of loss of control. You felt like you've always had solid control over your mind, um, over your body, and you're dealing with what feels like just a loss of. Of control. And, and, and a lot of times, you guys, it's not just one thing, right? Uh, one of the things we talked about is how actually things can build upon each other, how different things interact with each other and um, and, and can cause greater problems uh, for us. But what one of the things that I think we need to ask as we move forward uh, tonight and, and just moving forward out of this series is, what's holding you back? When you think about where you're at, uh, the potential struggle you have, or maybe it was just a uh, a couple weeks or a month uh, that you've gone through um, that that's really um, impacted you deeply, what is holding you back mentally, and then what can you do about it? And I think that's, that's a huge question. Because one of the things that uh, is so important, you guys, and I can't stress this enough, is we can talk all day about what maybe you should do about what god's word would tell you to do but you still have the choice to actually do it and and no one can force you to do it you've got to you've got to make that decision and you've got to You've got to own that things aren't okay and take those next uh, steps. And so you guys, that's something that's really important. So um, what is holding you back from moving forward and what can you do about it? And we need to ask this question because uh, sometimes it's really clear. Sometimes it's really clear what's holding me back, and other times it's not so clear, and so we need to, we need to be able to identify um, that. Is, is what's going on in your life a result of maybe substance abuse? Uh, is what's going on in your life that's holding you back, is it a lifestyle habits thing? Right, like Ryan talked about, like uh, you know, like eating. Eating is going to impact you. Okay, what you eat, what you take in, that's going to have an impact on you mentally. Your sleep, sleep is a huge thing. They're learning more and more how sleep impacts your brain and all of that. That will impact you and affect you for sure. Uh, Fitness. Exercise, you need that. Uh, that is very important. Some of you are like, look at me, I don't need that. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not about, oh, I'm, I'm feeling fat or I'm feeling like I'm out of control physically. No, it's, it's something you need to build into your life. It's healthy, it will help you uh, mentally. Uh, is it social media? You know, I did a whole talk on just social media and we know that that has a huge stronghold on a lot of people. Um, how they view themselves, uh, how they view other people, uh, the comparison, all those things. Social media will wreck you. Um, Is it a friendship or a relationship situation? Guys, maybe a friendship is bringing you down mentally. Okay, Maybe it's a a relationship with somebody else that uh, you're dating, and it is not good, and they are taking you down. And people keep telling you that, but you're not listening. Um, and so that's something you need, to, you need to be aware of. Is it a disconnect spiritually in your life? Guys, these things all play together. And, and for a lot of us, it, it comes down to this disconnect spiritually that's happening in your life. Um, I was just talking to someone about this today. And what we were talking about, we were talking about the Holy Spirit and we were talking about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's work in our life uh, and, and how that impacts all these different areas of our life if we allow the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And, and, and what we were unpacking is, is, is how all of these other disconnects in our life point to us not allowing the Holy Spirit to lead. Okay, so if the Holy Spirit's not leading, that means I'm leading and that is going to create a disconnect between God and you. If you're leading, okay, how are you making decisions? Okay, and next term, we're going to focus on that. I'm going to kick off on a series on how do you identify direction and God's will for your life, which I know is a huge one that you guys are wrestling with when it comes to jobs, college, whatever. What what does God want me to do? How do I identify what that is? We're going to talk about that next term. But you guys, when you think about, uh, you know, what is weighing you down in that, guys, if if, if you're leading yourself and you're making every decision off of you, those decisions are going to ride by how you're doing. And, and, and what's really dangerous is when you're not okay mentally and you're struggling or you're just angry or you're depressed, that will hijack all of your decisions. That will take over. So every decision now is through that lens versus um, if I am surrendered to the will of the Holy Spirit, if I am allowing the Holy Spirit to lead my life, then I actually am taking all of these thoughts, all of these actions, all of these relationships under his authority. It's no longer mine. Because guys, I, you know, I've shared this multiple times. My best has always screwed up my life. Every single time. Every time. Um, And, 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 you know, the other thing too is a lot of times I will say, I think this is what God wants me to do. And you know what? I've been wrong. Why have I been wrong? Because it was still me. And guys, there's so many times where we will, just because we're like, we ask for something and it happens, that doesn't mean it's God. Okay, um, I, I know so many people, they're like, you know, the easy one is like, man, I prayed for a boyfriend, and that dude just asked me out, so it's got to be like God, and I'm like, that is clearly not God, that's probably closer to Satan than it is to God, okay, um, but like, like seriously, we, we, we assume certain things, right, like I've been praying for a job, and they offered me a job, well, how do you know, well, it's a job, and I've been praying for it, Okay. That's great. So what do you do with that, you guys? And, 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 and so those decisions ultimately ride my feelings, my emotions, what I want God to do, right? Uh, what I think he needs to do. And that ultimately then dictates the decisions that I make. But it is dangerous because often there is a disconnect spiritually and it's you taking over. You can't have that. You guys are making the biggest decisions in your life, which is so exciting. I'm honored to be here in your life through this time. But you need to know if there is a disconnect spiritually, it will always, always hijack God's best for you every single time, okay? Um, Maybe it's the environment that you're in. Are these lights just freaking out? Yep, they are. Um, So, spiritual attack. So... um, (laughs) anyway, maybe it's the environment that you're in, okay? Um, you guys, environment is absolutely huge, and this, uh, this person isn't like this theologian, or this isn't Bible-based, but I love this quote by Brene Brown, how, how she says, genetics loads the gun, and the environment pulls the trigger when it comes to your mental health. I love that. Because um, so often, we can think about all these things as happening to us, but we're not focused on what the environment we're surrounding ourselves is doing to us. Your environment is going to be huge for you moving forward, you getting the right help you need, Um, and, and so environment is a major thing, and maybe that's what you need to hear tonight, is your environment is not helping you, it's holding you back. Okay, and, and so that's really important. It's not just going to hold one area of your life back. It's going to hold every area uh, of your life. Now, those are all things that what? Those are all things you actually have control over, right? Those are all things that you can literally walk out of here and go, okay, I can do something with this, right? Um, but what are the things that you can't control, right? So there's certain things when we talk about that are holding us back that, that are outside of our ability to actually control, and that's a scary, scary thing, isn't it? It's scary when something's happening, you can't explain it, you don't know why, you don't know why you're feeling angry, you don't know why you're depressed and, and you're where you're at, you don't know why all of a sudden you're anxious, um, you don't know why you're just paralyzed in fear, you don't know why your body's reacting a certain way, um, and, and, and guys, that can be a very, very scary uh, thing, and, and to be honest, what makes it so scary is you can't explain it away, and that's tough. So that's when we have to understand and know that that something is going on. Once again, our body's communicating uh, to us, um, but it's outside of your ability to control. And then I think lastly is some of us are just more susceptible to certain things. Okay? Um, There is just this mentality, and I push against it, and I've probably pushed you against it a little bit, uh, where it's like, I can beat this. I've got this. Guys, that's a dangerous mindset because that's you saying, I've got this. And, 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 and so you need to know that there's certain things that other people, it's not going to bother other people and it's going to bother you. You need to understand and know that your body may handle something differently than someone else's, okay? And so those are all things that are very real that you need to know. You, need, you should be aware of your family history uh, and that when it comes to these things uh, as well. So what are you going to do to help yourself move forward? Okay, that's the huge question. And I would say there's two things that stand out as the most important. And the first thing is this. What are you going to choose to um, feed your mind and your heart? What are you going to take in? What are you going to feed, right? And so Proverbs 23.7, these are verses that I've used throughout this series. Proverbs 23.7, and this is in the New American Standard Translation. It says this, and I love it. It says, for as he thinks within himself, so he is. Okay, so so in other words, as I think about myself, that's what that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to become. So this image that I have of myself is absolutely critical. Right. It's critical because I'm going to take the shape and form that I see myself as and and how I interact with people and all that is going to be based off of off of that. And so um, I've got to ask, what am I allowing to feed my mind and my heart that is defining how I see myself, defining where I'm at or where I think I should be? Okay, um, Philippians 4, 8 and 9. Guys, this is, this is absolutely, you've heard me say this verse if you've met with me one-on-one and, and you're dealing with stuff and thoughts and you're like, how do I know if it's of God or not? I always go back to this verse. Uh, listen to this. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think about these things, okay? Um, What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, this is Paul talking, he says, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you, okay? So what you have in verse 8 there is literally this, uh, this grid that you can compare every thought to and if your thought doesn't align with that grid, it has no business being something you're dwelling on. Okay, uh, that's why I love Philippians 4.8. I literally, like, when I'm feeling something or a certain emotion or thought, and I'm and it's taking over, I go, man, I go back to that. I go, is this is this true, guys? That'll that'll cut it off. Honestly, most of the time, is this actually true? Because we consume our minds and our hearts with things that we don't even know if they're true, don't we? And how many t- things have you worked up uh, in your mind, conversations, situations, relationships, and it never even happened, right? So if it's not true. That shouldn't be dominating my mind, okay? Is it honorable? Is it just? Is it, is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it commendable? Is it excellence? Is it actually worthy of praise? Is this a thought that I can say, God, I love you. I got, God, you're great. Like, if that thought doesn't work out there, what am I doing with it, okay? Uh, then Romans 8, 5, and 6, it says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is peace uh, and life. Okay, so, so what is that all centered on? What I'm going to allow my mind to be focused on. And guys, that's going to be Huge. That, that is so huge. Now, that doesn't always solve the problem, right? There are certain things that are happening, happening with us mentally that maybe we can't uh, explain um, or, or fully comprehend. But this is all in regards to what you can do, right? And, and, and so even in an unhealthy state, um, mentally, I can still go back to these thoughts and go, man, what am I focusing on here? Um, am I setting my mind on the things of the Spirit or on these other things that, that, that aren't of God? Okay? Uh, 2 Corinthians 10:5 it says we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ okay so once again this is um, looking at these thoughts uh, these things that are, are undoubtedly going to enter your mind and and, and, and essentially you got to ask you know um, to the ability that you can, Am am I taking this thought captive or is it taking me captive? Okay? Um, And and, and what am I taking it captive against? The knowledge of God. Right? God's word. Once again, if this thought doesn't align with that, um, it has no business taking over my mind uh, and my heart. And then Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect, okay? Don't be conformed, be transformed by the renewal of your mind and by testing and discerning whether this is actually in the will of God. And I think for so many of us, once again, uh, if a thought works in our favor, we like the result, we don't test it at all, we just roll with it, we run with it. And, uh, and so that's, it, it's not just important when you have thoughts that maybe scare you uh, or, or you go, something's wrong. It's not just for those thoughts. It's actually also for the thoughts that you go, oh, this is actually what I want. This is, this is good. I like this. You should take all of those thoughts captive. okay? Because um, the enemy who's working against us is, is what? When we think of Satan, his name means what? He's a deceiver. He's a deceiver. Okay, so by his nature, he is going to work at deceiving you. So often, you guys, uh, I think we, we we prepare ourselves to battle like him and, and we think it's just going to be clear. We we literally build up this good versus like clearly good versus clearly evil. And guys, I'll tell you what, all the moments that I've fallen it, it and, and fallen big time, it, it hasn't been when it's clearly good or clearly evil. It's when I've been deceived. It's when he's tricked me. It's when something actually seemed like it could be God, and it wasn't, right? Because I just rolled with it. I went with it. And so um, this is so important for you guys. Um, if, If you're a Jesus follower and your thoughts aren't aligning with these verses, there's something wrong or there will be something wrong. Okay? So... Spiritually, what does this look like? How do we help ourselves spiritually when it comes to our mind uh, and our hearts? Okay, how, how do we do this? Well, uh, guys, one is community is huge. Community is huge. Guys, I don't get a bonus for telling you to go to church. I don't. Um, and, and I actually, man, I feel at, at complete peace challenging you to go to church because I know that I need a church. It wasn't something, uh, I experienced both sides of it. I experienced uh, parents saying, you're going to church whether you like it or not. So I've lived in that lane. But then I also lived in the lane of I want nothing to do with church. I don't see the importance of it. I don't see it as something for my parents. And then I learned, no, actually it's different. There's a reason God calls me into community. There's a reason God has gifted me. There's a, there's a reason for those things because he actually knows that that, that is ultimately what's best for me. Uh, that's going to protect me, that's going to guard me, that's going to help me grow, that's going to grow my relationship with him um, and, and in my self-awareness and everything else. He does all of that through community, and it's a beautiful thing. And so, guys, if you're just like skating around and not really connecting and building community, you're going to struggle spiritually. You just will, okay? Nobody Nobody really does does great, and and, and great's probably the wrong word, but nobody has a really healthy relationship with God when they're disconnected relationally, and and when they're not in community. It just doesn't work out, okay? Um, And so church community is absolutely uh, huge. Um, Guys, Bible reading has to happen, And, and if you don't know how to read it, We have discipleship. Discipleship is helping equip you to be able to understand and know it and to be able to help you read it and learn how to read it. Okay, That's so important because some of you are just guessing uh, when it comes to what you think God wants you to do. And and literally, he's given you his mouthpiece, his word, which is, is right there. We have it. You have it in apps and everything else, but you don't know how to read it and you're not reading it. And you're trying to interpret what he wants you to do. You're trying to interpret what he's doing in your life. Guys, if there's not a pattern in your life of reading that, of growing in your understanding of that, you are always going to be shallow. You're, you're, you're not going to hit a depth that he wants to go to with you. And guys, the worst relationships you have right now are shallow ones, aren't they? They're shallow. You always keep it right here. You never go to that place. And guys, some of us, that's our relationship with him. It's very shallow. It's something that you know maybe you need. It's something you actually kind of like. Uh, you love the fact that he saves you. You love the fact that he loves you, that there's all this grace in everything else, you guys. But ultimately, it's still all right here. Um, a couple Sundays ago, I preached on this. You, you know, we want to call him Savior, but not Lord. Okay? And there's There's a difference. There's a difference. Okay? Um, prayer time. Guys, prayer time. Man, I, it, my, if my relationship with my kids, and I'm sensitive to this right now because I'm feeling this way. We bought them this Nintendo Switch. Dumbest thing ever. Um, every, ugh, every, Every time I come home, in fact, tonight, I was like, I'm going to surprise them. I'm going to go home. We're at the office. I don't need to go to campus and like, get there and set up. I'm going to surprise my kids at home. So I surprise them. Daddy, we're so happy to see you. We're so glad you're here. And they're all excited. So, so, so will you play the switch? Can we play the switch? And I'm like, no, let's just hang out. And they're like, yeah, let's play the switch. <laughs> and and, and uh, literally every conversation we have, when it feels like they're giving me affection, is they want me to turn on the switch. And... <laughs> Where I have maintained my ground is they don't know how to turn it on themselves yet, yet. And and so I've got some leverage there. But so when I come home, that's all they think about, right, is that I'm the solution to the need that they have, right? That's it. And so they give me affection. They'll literally hug me, like, Dad, let me give you a kiss. And it feels so great, but it's so wrong right? It's not honest. It's not truth. All they want is they want to play that stupid game that's out there right now on that TV, that Smash Brothers game. That's all they want. They want that or they want Mario. And you know what? When they play Mario, guess what? It's not even, they're like, but dad, we want to play you. No, they don't. They just want me to conquer the castle for them. That's it. So it's all about using me. So their relationship right now, now listen, I think there's more there than this, but right now this is how I'm feeling, being honest, okay? Right now, I feel like when they go to me, it's they, they just want something, right? They, that's it. So whenever they're like, they're, they're doing something for me on that, there's always this, but will you do this for me? Will this end up in you turning that on for us tonight before bed, right? So everything is under that umbrella. Guys, we do the same thing with God every, we, we'll go through these motions, we'll pray, we'll go on retreats, uh, we'll have these like moments that we build out, and, and, and we're literally like positioned perfectly uh, to, to talk to him, to engage uh, with him, spiritual tech, and, <laughs> and, and we'll do all those things, right, um, but at the end of the day, you guys, that's not pure, that's you want something, you want something, right, can we just be honest maybe tonight? That there is, a, there is a ceiling there. There is a surface level relationship there. There's, there's a little bit, you're like my kids right now in your relationship with God where you're doing enough because ultimately you know that you're better off if he's in your corner. And you want that, but you want it your way. And that's not pure. That's not genuine, you guys. And that's going to that's mess with your mind. It's going to mess with your heart. And ultimately, uh, you're going to walk away from him. You're going to walk away because uh, he's not going to deliver on what you want. It's never been about delivering on what you want. Because what you wants not best for you. And, and, and so, you guys, you, just, you need to see that in yourself. That's why you got to take every thought captive because, guys, all of us uh, fall into this. I fall into this. Okay, I fall into performance, and God, if I do this, you know, can you come through there? Can you solve that problem, that dilemma, that person, uh, that leadership issue, uh, that venue thing? Can, can you do that? You know? And so, guys, we very easily can find ourselves uh, doing uh, that. Are you using the gifts he's given you? If you've given your life to Jesus at that very moment, he gave you gifts. He's giving you those gifts not to not to hold on to, but these gifts to use. And guys, one of the things, when you study mental health, serving other people and service helps you. It literally helps you. Um and, and and so he's given us these gifts uh to be used and what's so awesome is he's designed you uniquely for a body a church body that's going to need and utilize those giftings um and and it's just this beautiful thing. Um it's this picture of complete completeness that he has uh for all of us. But guys, a lot of us we're not even like we're not even aware of that. We don't even care about that and and we're missing you're literally missing out on what he wants to do in that through your life. Okay, so that's huge. Um, when we think about, uh, just, just physically, what does, uh, it look like, right? Um, when you think about not just spiritually, but physically, what does it look like? Is it eating? Is it, is it exercise? Is it, is it sleep? Um, and, and guys, I, you know, we talked about this medication can't just fix you. It can't. Okay. That's why the industry is growing at an unprecedented rate. Okay. It would be going out of business if it just fixed you, right? It doesn't. Um, now medication can help, okay. So I want to be really, really clear on that. But you got to be, you got to walk down that road very, very carefully with professional, spiritual help and guidance. And that, um, but ultimately, that won't solve your problem. It won't solve it, okay. Um, and then I think the last thing when we talk about what we can do here is, how are you building friendships and community? How are you actually building that? Are you just saying, oh, it's just going to happen? Or are you actually being intentional about who you're going to build community around? Are you identifying actually the people that need to be in there and the people that don't? And that's really important, okay? especially when you talk about um, the people that you're going to really share everything that's going on in your life. And when you think about the mental things that you're struggling with, guys, you don't want to just, hey, everybody, this is what I'm dealing with and and all of that. You don't do that, right? You find those really close relationships and friendships. And so who are you right now building community around? And is it a good thing? And you got to ask yourself that. Is it actually good? Are the people that you're sharing the depths of your heart with, the darkness, the struggle, are those people you really want listening to that and speaking into that? If not, what are you doing? right? Like, what are you doing? They're going to reinforce something you don't want, okay, in you, okay? Um, so that's huge. And then, and then, obviously, guys, if you need that professional help, are you willing to take the steps to get professional help? Or do you continue to just justify it away? I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. And over and over, you're hitting a wall. You're hitting a wall, and people are like, man, no, I really think you need to get some professional help here. Guys, take that step. I can't. Uh, encourage you um, enough. Are you called to reach out and get professional help? And then, lastly, when we talked about this last week, when it comes to friendships, relationships, are you called to help someone else out? Are you called to help someone else out? And what does that look like? Okay, you guys, the power of friendship is absolutely huge. Bearing each other's burdens, um, all those things are are incredible. But Guys, we also talked about how within that, there is a reality that you've got to guard your own heart when you're going to help someone else out, right? You've got to start to identify and know when you're starting to uh, go down a road that's unhealthy in the relationship to where you're maybe, maybe even enabling that. Um, and, and also, uh, we just have to identify also, like, are we in a place right now in our own life, to help someone, right? You don't have to be perfect. In fact, a lot of the best advice you're going to get is going to come from someone that's broken. But this is something to really think about. I shared this, these verses last week. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction, with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. okay? And, and and so what what is that saying? Well, there is a you being comforted by God first that you experience, and based upon that experience, now I'm able to then comfort someone else with that same comfort. Okay, so that's that's really, really important. Because guys, if I if I am very, Um, unaware of my struggles and and my challenges and these bends that I have that we all have if I'm unaware of that in me guess what I'm replicating that in someone else now right I'm replicating it versus and, and like I said it's not me being perfect in fact guys I am so far from perfect so far from perfect but if I'm, if I'm aware of that, and, and, and I've experienced the healing and what God's done in my life, that's what I take, and, and I don't hide my failures. I don't hide my mistakes. I share those things, but, I, but I'm bringing this grace, this love that I've experienced and received, and I'm able to actually help deliver that on behalf of God into someone else's life, and that's where it's powerful. Guys, a lot of us have been wounded by people who tried to be that, but we ourselves were not that, right? Right? And what did you call him? You said you're a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite, or you're not real. You're not genuine, right, um, guys? I'm not. Man, I struggle with stuff, but I'll be the I'll be the first to tell you I struggle with stuff, right? Like I, I'm never gonna get up here. I hope, and if I do, man, just just hit me, like. And if I come up here and just go, hey, you all need to be like me. Um, I'm so great, I figured it out, you know, what's wrong with you, you're not like me. I mean, guys, I'm a mess. I mean, if my wife, we should do a Q&A with me and my wife, that would be hilarious. Um, she, she could speak to a lot of things. Um, and, and, and so, but that doesn't, that doesn't disqualify you, so I want you to hear that. You're not disqualified by your past, you're not disqualified by your struggle and all of that, but you do have to ask, have I been comforted, am I in a place where I've experienced some healing so that I can help someone else? because that will hold you back, okay? So that is so important. So guys, my question uh, as we wrap this up is what are your takeaways? What are your takeaways from this series? What are the things that you go, I need to hold on to that, I need to make some decisions, what am I gonna do with this? Is it your thought process? Is is it what you're doing? Is it uh, what's feeding your mind and your heart? Is it getting professional help? Is it listening to someone that you haven't listened to before? Is it talking to a friend in a way that you've never talked to them before Um, is it establishing boundaries where you haven't established them but you actually see that you yourself are starting to fall and it's hijacking God's plan for your life is it actually establishing a boundary there Um, and 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 is it is it actually thinking about the community that you formed around you and going is this actually good is it of God these are all things that'll man they'll save your life okay so what are your takeaways I want you to think about that and let's go into this time of just worship here as we close this time together and just think about what are those takeaways, what are those next steps, what can you do with this and let's just give that over to God.